Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. You talk. Give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. So, Mike, what are your thoughts on Luka Doncic? Um... Man, he's uh, he's impressive. He's um, you know he's got everything in his game uh, with his size and skill. He's you know one of the few players that can do what he can do. So uh, it's going to be a tough challenge for all of us. So we're, we're definitely locked in, and you know, we're going to try to figure out a way to to try to slow him down as best we can. That was Mike Conley from practice today as the Jazz get ready for their uh, early afternoon showdown with the Dallas Mavericks tomorrow at Vivint Smart Home Arena. Game time will be at three. Uh, pre-game coverage, if you're rolling into the game, make sure you give us a listen. Uh, Coach Gordy Chiesa will be along for the ride. We'll start things off at 2 and then, of course, have post-game for you on the way home or out to dinner. Or In, in fact, uh, that was a, a topic of conversation at practice today, uh, the early start time and how nice that's going to be. You can hit the town after it's over. Go grab yourself a bite to eat. I, I think it's great. The NBA is doing this to get on uh, kind of more, you don't want to call it prime time, but a, a more watchable hour over there in, in Europe. And not a surprise they've done it a couple of times with the Jazz, with uh, with certainly Rudy Gobert over there in France, uh, getting in front of uh, a few more eyeballs. But Luka Doncic, uh, he, he's been unbelievable in his sophomore season. He's going to start in the All-Star game, as we found out yesterday. 29 points a game, 29.1 actually to be exact, 9 assists, 9.6 rebounds. He's got an effective field goal percentage of 53.8. He's making 3 out of the 9, 3, 9.2 3-pointers he's taking, which isn't terrific, 32.2%, but uh, better than, say, somebody like Ben Simmons. And he's certainly not scared to shoot that shot. Um he is the reason that I think these uh, Dallas Mavericks have, actually have so much promise and that they have so much staying power uh, at the at least, you know, middle, the competitive part of the Western Conference, shall I say. Now, they've lost Dwight Powell to uh, an Achilles injury, which is a really damaging injury for them because he was kind of their big, you know, say what you will about Chris Stapps Porzingis, and I know people disagree with me on this, but he's he's more of a four than he is a five. And I, I know the way that the NBA is going, maybe I eventually end up wrong on that, but I know he's a, he's a seven-footer, but he's not. He's, Austin, does this sound too mean when I, when I say he's not tough? Because Porzingis is great, but is he's not the toughest guy I've ever seen. Is that too mean? Wow. Well, I hope he heard and he can show you just how <laughs> tough he is. He's a unicorn, Jake. He is a unicorn because he's, he's a great player and you, he's, he's wow. athletic, especially for his size. He can shoot the ball. Uh, it's he not like he went to things. UCLA guy. Come on. Let, let's be honest. though. Rudy Gobert is pushing Chris yes, Stapps around. Absolutely. That's, I mean, that's uh, most centers in the NBA are, are pushing Chris Stapps around and, and he's, um, I think versatile enough that he should be. He's better equipped to be chasing around Boyan Bogdanovich than he is uh, going toe to toe with Rudy in the paint. That right yeah, for sure, for sure, right? Okay. If he's if he's, uh, if he's hearing this, which he's not, but if he is, he's probably nodding his head and going, "Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna be out on the perimeter tomorrow." Now I, they've got Big Boban 
coming off who uh, coming off the bench who's uh, certainly one of my favorites and they're uh, kicking the kicking the tires on Joakim Noah I saw that I mean they're they're going to try and put in some size or, or sign some size or whatever to help uh, remain competitive. But the, the truth is, is that Chris Stapps more often than not is now going to have to slide over to the five. And we'll see how that works for them going forward. I think it's uh, it's an advantage for the Jazz for the reasons that we're talking about. You know, I he, we've seen him in the past. And I know this is going back a few years and, and he was much younger in the league. But we've seen him when he played with the Knicks go toe-to-toe with Rudy before. And it's... It doesn't go well for him. So I, I'm curious to, to see how that injury affects the, Mav- uh, the Mavericks going forward. But uh, they have one of the best coaches in the league. They have one of the most dynamic players in the league. I know how we like to, to put labels on like dynamic young player. He's just a, a, an unbelievable, uh, unbelievably dynamic player. I'm still out. He look, his game looks a lot like James Harden to me. But people are, are talking about how he reminds them of, of Larry Legend and, and Larry Bird. So I'm really excited. Excited to get an up close and personal look at, at Luca tomorrow. But I will say this, Austin: um, How many and and maybe we can we can throw this out to the listeners. We can do some open mics. We can interact on Twitter. How many must sees are in the the NBA like uh, right now? Like I in my lifetime need to lay my eyeballs on this guy's game in person and i know you and i are spoiled austin because we get to to see these guys up close uh all the time but you know for your average fan out there who's only going to a couple games who's who are the must sees in the nba yeah. right now and i think luca is 100 percent on that list uh i think that he if he's not on people's list he will be after tomorrow because when he was last in town he was you know it wasn't he didn't like light the world on fire and now right. he's in an mvp uh, competition, if we're being honest about it. So he will be if he's not on people's list already. Uh, Giannis, I think, uh, currently okay. will be, be at the very top of the list, frankly, uh, because he just he does things that you haven't seen and may never see again in the NBA. Kevin Durant, when healthy, I think is a must. And, of course, LeBron. Now you throw Luka on a list of those people at Kawhi, he's on that list. That is something that you that counts. That matters. Now, if he wins an, MV, uh, an MVP or wins a championship or not, then we'll discuss Hall of Fame where he lists on the all-time greats. But current landscape of the NBA, you're right. He's a must-see talent. So I, I, like, I like where your mind's at with the list. I, I think Giannis is 100%. LeBron... Uh, of course, any NBA fan needs to needs to see LeBron just like they needed to see Michael in a previous generation. Um, the, see the one on there that that I I would debate, at, which is interesting, Austin, because I think he might be the best player in the NBA, including LeBron. But Kawhi Leonard, his game is unbelievable. He's a two way player. He's great, but he he doesn't have the showmanship, maybe, or he's not. He's not likable. Like, doesn't there have to be that element of of extra pizzazz? It's what I think, and I'm not putting Donovan quite yet into this category. But it's what I like about Donovan Mitchell is it's there's a little something extra there, right? There's a little extra pizzazz, a little extra showmanship, a little extra passion. And this isn't really Kawhi's fault, but his personality isn't you know the. Uh, 
the most likable. Like for a, a NASCAR comparison, why was Tony Stewart never as uh, never as popular as Jeff Gordon? Right? Because Jeff Gordon's this golden boy who's easy to root for, who has this you know this likable personality. And maybe it's not fair to judge these guys that way, but that stuff matters. I think it's why I think it's why Zion Williamson is such a big deal. I mean, is he the is he the best? player in the NBA uh, right now? Not even close. Is he the biggest draw? Is he the biggest story in the NBA this year? Yeah, because there's something different about him, and, and his personality makes it easier to cheer for. It, so, I don't know. Does that make sense? That's why I'm debating Kawhi. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me because he's not uh, the highlight reel that Giannis or LeBron or Luka is. You're right. If you're looking for a, a marketing uh, a cog in the in the NBA machine, Kawhi Leonard's probably not going to be at the top of that list. But if you're a real basketball nerd, if you're a basketball junkie, Jake, you're not debating this. He's got and possesses skills that makes it look so easy that other guys work their whole careers to just get a glimpse of in their games. So if you're a real basketball junkie, you got to see him in person, especially down close. Otherwise, it's kind of like Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan was a -a once-in-a-lifetime player of sorts, but he was boring in how he did it, right? Oh, I, I'm so glad you brought up Tim, Tim Duncan. This was it, it 100% uh, going to be my response. Tim Duncan is one of the best NBA players of all time, but I would never have put him uh, on this list we're talking about as the, the player you've got to see. You know, is save every nickel that you possibly can uh, for an entire year to, to watch this guy play. <laughs> I, I would never have put Tim Duncan on the list. And he was incredible and won at a rate, you know, r- rarely if ever seen – uh, in, in in the NBA and a dynasty. I, I throw all those words out. It was all thanks to Tim Duncan, but I would never have put him on this list. So you don't think Kawhi belongs on the list then at all? That's what I'm debating because I think we're Come talking on, about a little, bit some, uh, a little bit something He's extra, MVP Austin. multiple times over. He's incredible. MVP, I told you. I think, finals. He's won two finals with two teams. Might do it with a third this year. I think he is the best player in the NBA. I do. But don't I, save your money to come watch him at Vivid Smart Home Arena. But he's not one of those – I don't think he's one of those must-watch guys. At one like, like it, at one point, I might have put Kyrie Irving on this list just because there's no way that you should ever be able to, to have handles like that and speed like that and get off shots like he does. Uh, but, I mean, it's not because he was the best player in the league, right? So I, it, it, how good they are matters, but I, I think there's a different draw to it that makes it like, all right, they're in town. I, I got to watch this thing. Like right now, Luka Doncic is a phenomenon. How many people have uh, – I, I was talking to, uh, to Tim Lacombe, who got a chance to fly down to Dallas earlier in the season to watch Luka play, and he just came back glowing about what an experience it was to watch this person play basketball. That's not just because he's good, right? It's because he's doing something that – that other people can't or other people don't. You combine that with, with charisma. I, uh, I don't know. It's something besides just being incredibly good. Yeah. I'd like you, next time you have Tim in studio, actually I think it would be fun to hear you say have this discussion with Tim and then bring up Kawhi versus Luka, and if he feels the same way about you got to go see this guy play in person. I agree, but and he is a coach, and we're kind of talking about your – you know, everyday type fan, right? So mm-hmm. maybe it's not fair to bring him up in in the first place. But I don't Look, know. That that list has got to be di- different uh, different uh, sizes for different people, right? But who's not on it is not the discussion. It's that Luca is on it, and he's in town tomorrow, and the Jazz have a chance to beat someone in an MVP race. Right, and and Mike Conley talked about it today at uh, at practice. They asked him if there were. Um, 
players that he'd like to sit down and watch whose game was intriguing to him. And he said, sure, and then admitted that pretty much every time Luke has been on TV and he's been able to watch it, he tunes right in. So uh, we can continue this discussion. Weigh in on Twitter, at Jake Scott Zone, at Austin Horton. Who's on your, I got to save my money to buy a ticket to see this guy play? In the NBA, who is your must-watch in person? Who are your must-watch in person players? Let us know. We can get to some open mics as well. Got this feedback about Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Austin, we were talking about our, our lists of must-see NBA players who in the league out there when they come to town you got to do it you got to see it for your kind of you know everyday non-season ticket holder NBA fan and Austin's got Kawhi on his list and I'm not so sure and we were debating it and uh, Mark weighs in and and this honestly is a real problem that the NBA is dealing with Mark weighs in and says, the problem with Kawhi is that you can save up all your money to watch him play but he might be taking that night off oh yeah and the, you know what? In all honesty, and, and maybe saying that slightly tongue in cheek, but that's a that's a that's a real deal in today's NBA. And not only is it, I think, rubbing fans the wrong way, but I I thought it was interesting what Sam Amick talked to us about yesterday on the Daily Assist about what they'd have been investigating on, as far as what's going on with the Clippers and some things that Montrez Harrell said uh, a few weeks ago and how kind of the the OG Clippers, the Clippers from last year, the the overachieving bunch that made the playoffs under Doc Rivers, isn't really digging this whole on-again, off-again kind of thing with Kawhi and Paul and how the franchise is catering to them, yet they kind of the, those old the the Clippers from before kind of built their reps, so to speak, on grinding it out and playing it every night. And this is you know going a different direction. But the NBA overall, I mean, they are they they're, and I know Gordon and I argue about this all the time because he thinks sports is about the competition and it's about mono we mono to see who comes out better and on and on. And I got it, and that's a part of it. But sports is a rock show. Sports is entertainment. It's it's travel from market to market and put on a show for fans. That's that's why it exists. And we can talk about championships and we can talk about, you know, all that stuff which makes sports fun and makes sports different from other modes of entertainment. But the truth is it's still all about who's coming to the games, the tickets at the gate, and now, of course, eyeballs on television. That is the idea. And when when you've got stars maybe in, maybe out, resting on the road, resting on the second night of back-to-backs, you know, I know um, – Russell Westbrook isn't everybody's favorite player, but he doesn't play on uh, either the front or back end of back-to-backs. He doesn't do it. And and there are so many other players out there. So how can you – and there's no doubt that when you want to go see the Clippers, when you pay to go see the Clippers, you want to see Kawhi Leonard play. You do. And, uh, you know, LeBron – uh, says he doesn't sit out games, but then he, he basically missed a game for a, a fake illness. You know, they're they're all doing it, whether they want to admit it or not. Or I shouldn't say they all, because that's such a blanket statement that's that's really not fair. And there are guys like Joe Ingles that play uh, night in and night out. But a lot of the stars, this is this is a trend. The NBA is a trend league, and it. I I said this last year. Austin, I don't know if you remember, but that Toronto winning the the championship by platooning Kawhi and doing this load management stuff is the worst thing that could happen because it was just going to set a trend. And now, uh, and maybe that trend was set with the Spurs years ago when this, you remember when the league tried to find the Spurs for sitting out Tim Duncan and putting on the injury report old, right. which was hilarious, but they, they find him because they missed a, a national TV game. So maybe they truly were the trendsetters. But you got to admit that 
working for the Raptors and Kawhi being dominant in the playoffs. That's just gas on the fire. Yeah, it is. Uh, as, but the Clippers, so there's two things here. Montrez Harrell and teammates of Kawhi that are having a little bit of an issue with it. Uh, I can see that. I would have a problem with it if someone uh, was given preferential treatment uh, and the, other of, uh, the rest of us didn't get that same benefit. But the Clippers knew what they were doing when they went after him, when they allegedly, uh, according to some, offered him and agreed to things outside of the CBA in order to get him to sign with the Clippers in the first place, they knew that this was going to be part of the gig. And that's why Doc Rivers is upset with guys like Montrez Harrell. It's not that Doc Rivers thinks that this is the way to be true to the, the, the art of basketball and the integrity of the game, and that's what Kawhi's doing. No, Doc Rivers is old school. He thinks he ought to play every game, but he wants to win a championship, and Kawhi Leonard can do that. He has proven to be able to get teams that were otherwise unable to do so over the top and win titles. Now, the Spurs... They won titles before him, but certainly if he had not been on their team that season uh, that they won it with him, they, they probably wouldn't have got it done. So you take the bad with the good. The Clippers as an organization are like, we'll deal with it. We'll try and win a title. The players have either just got to get on board or get out of the way because uh, Kawhi, he's too good. You can't, you can't say, well, Kawhi Montrez, Harrell's mad, so you have to play tonight. It's not going to happen. So one thing in that the these NBA players are realizing is that they have more leverage than they used to think that they did. They had, uh, you know, there's this player empowerment movement is basically players taking integrity out of it, right? The, the whole, well, it's it's been done this way because that's how it's done. When you, 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 you're paid to play 82 games and you play 82 games, you know, players figured out like, well, I don't have to play 82 games. And in fact, my value is so much that I can really dictate when I play. And all that special t- stuff you're talking about with Kawhi Leonard, you know, he's, he's good enough. So players are realizing that they have way, way, way more leverage than they ever did, and they're they're showing it. And that's not necessarily a good thing for the league or fans sometimes. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.